Hello and welcome to the NDA podcast. My name is Justin Pierce and I'm the editor. Today's podcast is It's Always Media Thursday back for season two. And I'm joined as usual by... Uh, Andy Oakes, the publisher. So we had a little summer break and now we're back. Everyone's back. The industry's back. It's raining, so autumn's here. So Andy, what have you been doing for the last few months? Um, I've been on holiday a lot and I've had COVID a lot. You're always um, getting COVID. I know. It's, it's become a new hobby of mine. Um, well, it's better than the train spotting. <laughs> That's just true. So there, there might be a slight barky cough on this podcast, for which I apologise to everybody. But um, I'm looking at our studio guest backing as far away as she can. Uh, I have, I'm not contagious anymore. It's just a, It was a last week thing. I mean, he might be. So let's talk about our studio guest. Our studio guest is the absolutely incredible... Fee Salmon from Captify. So, Fee, thanks for joining us. You're very welcome. Very happy to be here, guys. So, as I say, today's podcast is it's it's, it's always Media Thursday comes back, and it's always Media Thursday. Always happens on Thursday. <laughs> Sometimes happens, happens on Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> uh, and you know, the point of this podcast is to talk talk about the industry, what's going on in the industry, who's doing what, what's happening. So, again, obviously, we've all been away having summer holidays and taking time out, and I had my first two week holiday for. 10 years. Wow. 10 years. Wow. And I think a lot of people did. One thing I, th- I was talking about something about this just this morning at the event we ran is that, do you remember about 20 years ago and the industry shut, shut down for summer? I thought you just say shut yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the industry shut down for summer and it got really quiet and then every year it got busier and busier and busier. This summer felt like 20 years ago. It did, didn't it? Yeah. We felt a proper shutdown. I mean, we always feel the shutdown across Europe, but I really noticed more holidays being taken in the UK. Um, I did take holiday. Well done, where'd you go? Holiday is a loose term. <laughs> um, I survived the six-week break is probably more yeah, accurate. Yeah. I think we're all nodding about that. So I've got two six-year-olds, Joy, and an eight-year-old. And um, yeah, that was, it was hard work. It's I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was hard work. And, I and joyful to, being with and your And obviously your joyful, but I saw a lot of them. It reminded me of lockdown again in some parts. Um, we had a mixture of some successful week long weekends and other not so successful weeks away where most of the family got a diarrhea bug. <laughs> That's always five. That's all that matters. Yes. So let's before we get into it, talking about diarrhea and such issues. <laughs> tell the listeners, I mean, you know, everyone kinda of knows you but but you joined Captify. It wasn't that long ago. No, so yeah, give just... a background to you and what you're doing there. I've just had my two-year captiversary wow. on the 1st of September. Did you just say captiversary? Captiversary. I'll give it. you the option to edit that out yeah, later, but, you know, you said that yeah. on tape. Yeah, yeah, captiversary. I'm all right with that. Um, I love it there. I think you've. I think people have seen me post quite sort of a lot on LinkedIn about maybe the openings that we have, but I really feel like I found my tribe there. It sounds a bit corny, but, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I really love it. Um, very like-minded people. We've got a really strong leadership team that I'm part of, and yeah, we're just kind of bouncing along with the challenges, I suppose, that the you know industry's throwing at ad tech at the moment. Will the cookie go? Will the cookie stay? Um, how long is it staying for? Um, and that sort of stuff. So we've been focused on um, pulling together a load of our, our products, but cookieless in activation, um, in preparation for what we thought was going to be a 2022, then 2023, and now 2024 cutoff date. Um, and that's been super important. Um, but now we are hearing from the industry that they still want to buy cookie mm. segments. They still yeah. they still like it. 
So um, we have to kind of make sure that we're getting a really good balance of both. Um, so that's kind of been the latest thing that we've been working on. But my role there is to um, is, is the data asset, basically bringing on board data partners, um, which have really good quality on site search. We've amassed over the last 11 years um, the largest amount of search data outside of the wall gardens. And obviously, really? yeah, it's 26 billion searches a month. Blimey, yeah, that's a it's, lot. it's really massive. And actually, it's been really nice to come into a role that where the the, the the platform, if you like, is already really established. And now what we're doing is trying to open up into new regions. Um, we opened an office in Sydney, Australia recently. Chris doing an awesome job down there. I think I think the team's now eight or ten already. They're smashing it. Um, and now we need to really grow our data down there and also across the US as well. So actually, I just employed someone over there in New York called Eleanor, um, who actually came from Skimlinks. Okay. Um, so a really interesting company. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, that's what that's the sort of stuff we're up so to. So what there's a really, really lovely piece in DigiDay yesterday or this morning about what what does what's going on in our tech generally. And they just always do these great analysis pieces. But what, what what's your, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings for the, the months ahead? Obviously, there's lots of discussion about the loom recession etc etc but ad tech generally always comes out of it okay what are you feeling at the moment yeah i think i think we will come out of it okay like you say we always do but there's definitely a tightening of belts um we saw recently you know ceos being really honest about having to make some um redundancies that they had overstaffed um we really felt that actually you know there was a couple of ad tech and dmp companies really going in on the uh, the captivized staff um and and offering some significant wages that that they really couldn't turn down um i think the fallout from that is actually now that maybe those companies took on a lot of people at a lot of money and it's those companies that we're noticing are having to to kind of make a few redundancies actually so we haven't had to do that so far we we've been we've been working to a a very sort of strict um promotions and pay rises timeline now um and i think that the last six months and the year before that, we, we, the last couple of years, obviously, we were looking to get bought, which successfully happened last year with SFW. And, you know, they've come in with lots of practices and processes that we hadn't been doing before. Um, and I think that's really helped us to get through this period and will help us to get through the next six months and, and a year. Um, just got to stay flexible, haven't we? Just got yeah. to stay, stay open and, and, and just try to move with, with what's happening in the industry. But there's, there's a nervousness, not going to lie. Definitely, definitely a nervousness. There, there is a nervousness. And I think, I mean, Justin... We talk about this a lot, and, and yes, ad tech normally comes out all right. Um, I know publishers are nervous. Some of the conversations we've we've had with those guys, and I think it, it's an interesting time because it's come off the back as you. As well, lots of people have staffed up incredibly highly, so highly, and, and into jobs that they're probably paying. 20% too much oh, on. It really inflated wages. I mean, I haven't caught up with the recruitment crowd that I know. In fact, I saw Matt Bolshaw yesterday at the Exchange Wire Drinks, and I wanted to have a, a chat with him just to see kind of what's what's their perspective on this. You know, Ultimate Asset are, are a good bunch. Um, but we, we have seen a lot of people, a lot of people movement, um, and, it, and it has been for salaries, mm, for sure. Yeah. Um, we're hoping that bubble's bursting to be totally honest with you and that things will go back to a more kind of normal state we're already paid really well in ad tech anyway crikey you know you compare this to other industries it's it's a bit of a bubble anyway isn't it so let's see i, th I think you can see as well i mean we were we were talking before we uh, start pressed record on about de mexico and 
that I mean, I you, you can see that the, the numbers are very much down on previous years and uh, previous and pre-pandemic numbers, and I, from a lot of our PR agency clients are not going this year because they don't quite see a value to it. I think a lot of people are going socially, which I'm not, it might, might be a last hurrah, but I, I mean, it's an interesting barometer, I think. Do you know what? That's such a good barometer. Obviously, is it four halls or five halls? I can't remember now. I've been very frequently and previously I worked for a Swiss company that was uh, the Swiss German side. And so therefore, DMEXCO for them was very, very important. But I remember the hall that we were in, and this is probably going back the one before the pandemic, of course, obviously it wasn't on for a couple of years. Even that hall was only half full mm-hmm. on that year. And that was pre-pandemic. Um, and then I, I'm, not, I'm also not going. Uh, and I only just made that decision yesterday. I'm I'm not going mainly because I don't want to miss our delayed summer party, which, which is, is a, much more important. Yeah, right. yeah. Important. There was at some point where Dom said that I was going to be going to both. So that was <laughs> a Viking party on the 21st, and then somehow flying over to Cologne for the start of New Mexico's second day. <laughs> what happens about Viking parties? Because <laughs> I mean. You, you, Pillaging is probably drink, not um, horns, not something you should you still be doing horns, in the modern office, is it? So, we don't know much about it. Surprisingly. <laughs> is it on a boat? It's on a boat down it's the Thames. It's not on a boat down the Thames. It's quite far out of London. It's a it's a journey out. Well, Vikings did. Do you know what? I'm not going to bore everyone with my Viking facts, no, no, no. but I know a lot about Vikings. Uh, I do know some facts about it, but I'm not allowed to say just in case other other captive fires are listening in. But um, I'm looking forward to it. There is a certain amount of trepidation. Um, we're all just kind of being asked to get some outfits together. What are you wearing, Fee? Well, I bought this awful outfit from Amazon. Don't put me near any naked flames because I'm going to go up <laughs> like a torch. And I put the helmet on the other week, sent a photo around to, to the office and I looked like an absolute prick. The, 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 what's my saving grace is the twins actually went to a Viking, random Viking birthday party, came home, made these basically Viking horned helmets out of cardboard. So I'm definitely taking them. They're Perfect. actually nicer Perfect. than the one that comes Perfect. with my outfit. But you mentioned the Exchange Wild Drinks uh, yesterday at the Toucan around the corner from you are now. Sadly, sadly, due to personal stuff, Andy and I couldn't make it. How was it? It was brilliant. And I am, I must admit, I'm sounding a bit husky. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little bit dusty today. Um, so it was brilliant. And, you know, it wasn't raining. And the sun came through. And we we took over those two pavements. I forgot that there's actually cars coming through that, yeah. that street. And the poor guy outside, the bouncer, was doing a, a terrific job of herding us. It, 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 we, we were all very good. And he managed to get all of our glasses off us and changed us to plastic glasses. That was a massive feat. Um, and it was just so lovely to see everyone. Oh. I was one of the last women standing, as per bloody usual. I never learn. Um, But I just really enjoy a gathering. I'm such an extrovert. And we're so lucky. This industry is really fun and really friendly. I was having some lovely chats with Chris from Low to Me, seeing how they're doing. Um, And it was just nice to hear similar stories to what we're also seeing. You know, just that kind of camaraderie that we're in this together and um, and we will all move through it. What are you doing? What are we doing? Um, How can we help each other? Why can't you give me any of your search data out of your DMP? <laughs> frustratingly, uh, you know, just conversations like that was great. It was really lovely. What are you feeling? Because Andy and I always talk about the social side of the networking side of the industry on these podcasts, and it, it is the lifeblood that runs through this industry. That, and it, as you say, sort of people that work in this industry like this sort of thing. And it, the pandemic was doubly bags of that, I think. And it's it's back. You know, it's coming back. So, what, what are you feeling? Are we back? Fully back in terms of? I f- this sort of thing? I feel like we are. I think the turnout last night was superb. I think the turnout at the Trinity Lunch that you and I were at, Andy, your Trinity Lunch um, down on the river there, that was a great turnout. That was uh, a great yeah. day. 
I've still got the bill. Oh, right. Um, well, I've still got all the contacts, so that's good. Um, I think we're back. Obviously not quite back, I guess, because it doesn't sound like DMexico is going to be quite as full as it, as it normally is. But do we really need to travel to DMexico from a sustainability standpoint when we all we do is see each other but it's at an Irish pub in DMexico? I'm in a WhatsApp group about what's happening down in the... And, and literally, this is everybody I could probably shout out the window on Wardour Street and two or three of them would hear me anyway. Exactly. So it does seem a strange thing to this. I mean, same with Cannes. Yeah. Although it can already, people are planning. I think. Yeah, I think. I talked about can had lunch with uh, Dan at Madfest, obviously a big partner of ours, and talking about again about can and about the fact that the can this year to me felt exactly the same as it always did. You sort of forgot the pandemic had happened, and yes, there's those discussion about do we need to be in the south of France to do this, but it does just work it does work and don't get me wrong you know we did a great sustainability panel with scope 3 we're using them um, to help with our scope 3 emissions at the moment Um, and you know there there, there was obviously the the elephant in the room is that we'd all flown over there you know Um, some people actually from Goodloop I think had taken the train don't don't definitely quote me on that and Goodloop being a B Corp they will then do a beach cleanup or whatever yes. they do in order to in order to travel and I love hearing about that sort of stuff um, Claire's awesome and um, so so we were talking about it there and it did come up of course it did come up because it would be stupid not to what's What's the solution? I don't know. We do, we do bloody love Cannes and we do bloody love Rosé. So uh, it's it's a very important thing in my calendar. It's usually across my birthday as well. So I usually get to do It's something. always on my birthday. Is it? Yeah. When's yours? 23rd. Oh, 17th. So all my life I've spent, spent oh, in Cannes. It's which... just the best. I mean, if you're on a catamaran in Cannes with Rosé in your hand and it's your <laughs> yeah. birthday and you're just lying to your family at home how tough it is. It's very hard. It's hard, um, very hard. You're just having a good time, aren't you? Are but, you drinking Rosé again? Post can because I still haven't been able to face a bottle of it since. I, I drank far too much rosé with the team last Thursday. <laughs> we had a sports afternoon. We weren't allowed to drink there, which was a very good decision. I went to the pub and obviously last woman standing again. I just <laughs> again. never learn. I just really That's your enjoy. Motto, it's just last awful. Woman standing. It's awful. But um, no, it was really nice to hang out with the team. We were over in East London and I drank far too much rosé, so I've not touched it in a week. Right. That's well, well played. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Little victories and all that. <laughs> Lunch afterwards, though. Oh yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course. So what what are we feeling at the moment in terms of what's coming for the rest of the year because obviously you know lots lots about to happen christmas the best time of the year is coming christmas is coming hashtag get ready christmas is coming Nuts. just let you know christmas is coming give you a little insight into the horror of our office just say so that christmas has... is coming but apart really from... into it oh god it's awful of course. why I mean, wouldn't you be into christmas it's the most first of september of it's now christmas yeah oh god christmas is not just for christmas christmas lasts far longer than that christmas is <laughs> kylie's christmas album will be on constant rotation within a week <laughs> it will well you and your family should come around and do some christmas carols at, at, at my house whilst the evenings are still light a brief, yeah. si- a brief side note here that yeah. my daughter Used to play on Fee's wall because my daughter's child mine was next door to Fee. When he found that very recently, that's a slice of local life. So I. I'm not a chatter on the train, so when I see Justin at Beckenham Junction, I ignore him and I carry on up the Which platform, I find very hurtful. Which is so rude, so very rude. Hurtful. And for those that know me, I am a good, I like a chat, but just in that morning, that's my breathing space. It's the one time of the day that I don't have to talk to S- Sounds mind. like you should be in the last train. That's, that's when you're going to get fear. <laughs> yeah. uh, shout out to Alex Marks of Dentsu, who I, did, who I saw on my train this morning, and we did say hello to each other. Oh, Your nice. train is quite... Are you the Tunbridge industry. Master? No, no, no. I'm, oh. I'm Saffron Walden, Essex. Oh, you're the Lisa Ronaldo Master. Yes. Lisa Ronaldo Master. Yes. Gotcha. 
So yeah, apart from Christmas, the most important time okay, of the year. Back to Christmas. What are we feeling about about the you know the final quarters? Lots of stuff about to happen. We are we are back this week. This just felt crazy in a good way compared to the last few. So what are we feeling? What what's come out? What well, I haven't had a look at any events yet outside of D Mexico. That's where I'd gotten up to. I will start looking at the events calendar for post mid September onwards and see what we're going to attend um, and see what's out there. Um, but yeah, let's keep going. That's what I think. Let's yes. keep the masks off. Let's keep the entertainment going. Let's keep the socialising going. Um, attending events, they're back. Um, I've enjoyed every single one I've been to this year. ATS was brilliant, even though it was at a you know different time of year in June was um, was was maybe strange for us all with our with our normal kind of like um, planning, and that was amazing. Programmatic Pioneers was great. Um, so yeah, I'm going to basically be looking for opportunities to network ideally with data publishers of course um, where I can start doing some good partnerships there um, vent sales people are taking that down and are about to uh... <laughs> yeah there we go that's right I, I feel if I don't put in here and our sales team will kill us that we have got a Trinity lunch in Manchester oh, on the right. uh, 6th of October and we have a Trinity lunch in back in London in November oh well there you go then so there's, that's there's, my November plan there's your November plan already there we go we will of course to set up a space for you just to be the last one standing yeah. well we're already starting doing obviously Christmas planning for, for, for Christmas campaigns Good. so we actually fuel um, the ticker the Black Friday ticker on gosh I hope I get this right I think it's CBS News do you? Yeah, so wow. Captify fuels that. Our trends fuel fuel that. Um, I'd love to be setting up more of those kind of deals, actually, but that's not really what I'm supposed to be doing. But um, yeah, so actually, what we can we can start giving Black Friday trend data now from last year, so that people can start planning around that and, and getting their campaigns um, planned and planned in. Um, we've seen. I don't know about others. I know from last night, a lot of people have seen the same. <clears throat> a lot of campaigns have shifted. <laughs> excuse me, to Q4. Yeah. And then even then, they're still waiting to, to actually book them in. Um, so let's hope Q4 is better than Q3. It usually is, right? Yeah. Uh, it has to be for, <laughs> um, <laughs> this year. Um, and yeah, it's just full steam ahead now. I agree with you. Now that the rain's come and now it's grey outside, it is. I, I don't mind thinking about Christmas, actually. Good. If you'd have it's had this conversation with me last week, I'd have, I'd have asked you to leave the room. I, I also feel pe- listeners should know Fee is wearing wellies in the studio. No, so that's how bad the rain is in Soho yeah. today. They're cool though, aren't they? Very nice. Very fresh, uh, yes. <laughs> Dog walking wellies yeah. for a podcast recording. Brilliant. The, the thing is, we could be wearing anything. Now, Andy isn't wearing anything at all. And you never, uh, and you never <laughs> wear anything in a podcast. You just wear hot pants and a top hat. So now let's turn to the news. We've got the amazing Chloe from Blue Stripe PR team to read out what's been happening in the news this week. So um, I think the main piece from today is the developments in the IOB's uh, legal ruling. So the main thing to say is that it's been pushed up to the European Court of Justice. So the Belgian market have moved it on. Um, ultimately, for advertisers, I think it just means the jury's still out. Uh, there's been no decision. It's, been, it's the theme of the summer for Africa. Yeah, there's been no decision made and it's going to get moved up to the European Court of Justice. So... We'll see what happens on that. For full transparency's sake, I think we need to say that our PR agency actually do work with IAB Europe on this. And, we do. And know an awful lot about the Belgian market court system at the moment. Yes, we do. Which I've something... been briefed fully this morning. Um, and then there was also a piece in the media leader, kind of uh, moving on from what you were talking about with Fee earlier, um, looking at how advertisers should actually use this economic downturn as an opportunity to increase brand presence. Um, I'm hearing this a lot generally from clients as well. Um, 
there's lots of opportunity for brands who kind of persevere through this and use their budgets wisely. But obviously, messaging has to be right. It's it's one of the great truisms of, of, of the market, isn't it? That you, as Heinz always said, you advertise through a recession. Yeah. And having been through, God, I can't remember how many recessions now, <laughs> too many. It, it's always the case that the companies that say, oh, we're pulling back on marketing, they, they do struggle to come back. And that, that counts in B2B, mm. media, right across the board. It's, it's always the way. You've got to keep that presence going. LinkedIn have done a really good piece of research on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, saw, I saw it on LinkedIn. Um, so, <laughs> so, so, so dig it out. I'm going okay. to. It, it, it's well worth a read. Perfect. We'll do that. Um, and then one good news story from today in performance marketing world just looks at how there's been a vast increase in searches for the England, England women's football team. So it's up more than 2,000% compared to 2021, which is great for women's football, women's sport. And it'll be interesting to kind of compare the Men's World Cup later this year and then the Women's World Cup next year. Uh, if there are any ins- insights we can draw from that in terms of viewership, ad spend, things like that. I think... It would be remiss of me not to ask Justin's opinion on football. Uh, <laughs> well, I bought some football boots this week. I know, I was there. It's one of the yeah, weirdest of occasions I bought, of my I life. twice. You know, I said things like, how was the game last night and stuff. I'm quite into sports. But uh, we're hosting an event next well, week. Oh, we are. We're doing an event, uh, NDA's Digital Women Initiative, uh, which is does what it says. It talks about the particular issues facing women in our industry. We are doing an event at Huddle, Manchester Huddle, which is their, their big annual incredible conference, back in the real world for the first time in a couple of years. Uh, so Eddie Edward Scott, who's our partner in Digital Women, is going to be speaking on a panel there featuring a lioness. And the panel is about what the industry can learn from the success of the lionesses. So it's going to be an amazing event, and our panel is going to be amazing. So make sure you go to Manchester Huddle next week. So, Chloe, thank you very much. We're going to have a bong when the news ends, edited in somehow. But, Chloe, thank you very much. That was the news this week. So now we're joined by our second special guest on the podcast today. It's the incredible Gideon from Campaign. Gideon, hi. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hi, and thank you. So, Gideon, you, I think, were promoted yet again this week with a new role. Do you want to tell us exactly what happened, what it is, what does it mean, what you're going to do? Well... I'm not going to describe it as a promotion, but an expansion. So, okay, expansion. so I, my job uh, is UK Editor-in-Chief of Campaign and Editorial Director of PodPod. And I've been the UK Editor-in-Chief of Campaign, the advertising magazine, since March 2020. And we're launching a new brand called PodPod, covering the craft and the business of podcasting, which is an exciting and fast-growing sector. And uh, that's our parent company, Haymarket, is launched in that. And what we've said is it's from the makers of campaign. It's not a campaign title, but we we want to use uh, the expertise of the people behind the British Podcast Awards, which we acquired earlier in the year, and our contacts in the advertising business to build a new brand to cover what is still quite a new sector. Mm. Yeah, I, we sort of fascinating news it is as you say it's still a new sector but it's at the same time gigantic and never stops growing so what's i mean for you what's what's the most exciting thing behind this launch what do you want to achieve what's its mission you know why are you excited about it so pod pod is going to be both a podcast and a website with daily news email bulletins 
And well, as I said, we've got our relationship with the podcast awards. So it's going to be very exciting. We are going to appoint an editor and launch in October. Podcasting is clearly linked to the audio and even radio business. So uh, it's part of our way of communicating through your ears as you listen to this. <laughs> it's, it's exciting because the barriers to entry are really low. And yet, you know, you've got people from Rob Lowe to uh, someone in their bedroom creating podcasts. So I think there's a sense of, that it's very intimate. It's creative. It's something where you, you know, you can really get deep into topics. And they're, in a sense, podcasts are more like magazine shows. So our job is to understand what's going on. How do you turn what, in some cases, is a passion into a business? You know, we we can help our audience do that. So the audience is definitely podcasters, but it's also the platforms, which uh, in many cases see podcasts as a way to build their audience, their reach, and in some cases, subscribers. And then there's advertisers and agencies that would like to get involved more in podcasts. And I think that's perhaps where campaign can really help because it's still a new area. And you know, what, what am I achieving as a brand by getting involved in a podcast, either creating my own or as a sponsor? It's, it's an interesting area for us. And I think the most exciting thing about it of all when you go to events is it's a young audience you're a very young man Gideon well thank you so much but I, I meant it's there's a sense that because the barriers to entry are low and you know our media habits have changed uh you, you know the you, you as the hosts of of this podcast are probably a similar age to me and you grew up in the magazine industry when there were many more magazines and titles and I think a younger audience sees podcasts as a great way of being entertained, finding out the news, and so on. And uh, you, you, if you, <laughs> this is a crude example, but given that Global recently launched the news agents with Emily Maitlis and John Sopel, and I've listened to a few of the the shows, yeah, it's a reminder going into a news agent the old-fashioned way yeah i mean there aren't as many magazines as there used to be and yet podcasts fill this fascinating gap actually where loads of communities are thriving no i think you're right they do feel like magazines they feel they feel very niche they feel like they serve so communities like magazines do and did but fee i mean podcasts do you love podcasts? Are they, are they a big part of your life, I guess, professionally as much as personally? Is that mm. somewhere you consume? Yeah. yeah, they're both. I find myself listening to more podcasts now I'm back on the commute. Um, I really didn't find the right place to listen to a podcast when I was 100% working from home. But I do love them. And they're, they're, they just seem to be the right amount of time for my commute. And they sit really well. I, there's a few industry ones I, I do listen to. Um, obviously this one. Obviously this one. And and I do like the Mad, um, Mad Tech podcast as well. Mm, very good. But um, I do I do have two other favourites that I just don't miss. And one is, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's um, Parenting Hell. Have you? I know no, this is back to school special. So yeah, this it is. is yeah. It's um, 
Oh gosh, who is it? Josh Whit- Josh Widdicombe and Rob Beckett. And it's really bloody funny. It comes out twice a week. Thank God. They started it in lockdown and it's just gone mentally big. So I really recommend that one. And then there's another one called My Therapist Ghosted Me, which is Vogue <laughs> Williams um, and, a, and a comedian friend of hers. And that's really hilarious as well. And thank God that comes out twice a week as well. Excellent. So listen, listen to this, Justin. People get podcasts out twice a week rather than twice a month, as we're seeing. They're far too, far too efficient. So, Gideon, <laughs> tell us a bit more about your expanded role and, and what you know. Campaign is the 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 industry title. So, what what's what what do you see? How do you see it evolving over the next year? You know, what's happening with campaign? What how are you going to steer the title? Well, the main campaign title you know, we cover all the trends that are going on in advertising and marketing and media. And I always like to think of what you know our audience actually and how we divide it into the key audience groups when you think about brands and, and agencies and the media owners and platforms. And for everybody, the cost of living and inflation is a massive challenge. And the, I do think it is a, a challenge for brands. There's some evidence that big brands have find it easier to cope, uh, easier for them to push up. Uh, prices and and invest in advertising to charge a premium for that. So that's a really interesting area. It's going to be a lot of pressure on budgets, though. And that's something we'll follow really closely. I'm trying to think about all the different angles, um, both for companies and and staff and and obviously consumers. When it comes to the agencies, what's been really a, a significant trend this year is the sort of recovery in 2021 has continued into 2022. And you bizarrely have seen the agency groups, where a lot of them upgrade their forecasts, not once, but twice during the year so far, even as some of the tech companies like Meta had its first quarterly revenue decline. You've got some of the other companies warning on revenue. It's just not as fast as it was. And uh, sort of a reassessment even of uh, Netflix and the subscriber model. To all of that, it suggests that there's, if you like, the, all the effects of the pandemic haven't yet played out. And so the what happens to agencies in 2023 is a good topic. And I think the there's always stuff to write about, is all I'm going to say, whether it's your friend, uh, Sir Martin Sorrell, who... Our, our, our good friend. Yes, <laughs> who, who, who um, was rude about Justin inexplicably. Um, but I think I'm not sure if that coincided with when there's been a profit warning at S4. <laughs> Maybe he might, he might he he might possibly be a little more um, circumspect he, now. He did blame me uh, for that. Or, or you know, campaign last week broke the news about Wendy Clark. Yes, leaving, uh, the the job as the head of Dentsu's international operation after only two years. So even though the market's been going up, the pressure to find savings and so on continues um it's loads to write about and as, as for the media platforms I, I mean i've already mentioned netflix and disney bringing in advertising for the first time super interesting everyone's interested in the future of tv as young audiences just keep declining in tv the the future of meta um i mean it's, actually there's so much to talk about so what I mean, we were talking earlier on with Fee about the fact that ad tech as a sector always tends to bounce back after recessions or weathers through it better than others. So, and you mentioned, you know, the networks upgrade their forecasts, et cetera, the big platforms do the opposite. How optimistic are you uh, or from what you're hearing for the ad industry in the, 
in the quarter slash six months ahead? That's a difficult question to answer because I think there's a strong sense of you don't really know. Um, they're, they're, they're sort of macro forces like a war in Ukraine and a global, what amounts to a sort of energy war. I, I mean, that has massive implications. It goes way outside uh, advertising. And, and to an extent, these are things where it's outside the control of people. For what you can plan, it, there's it's actually quite odd. I feel like 2022 budgets are sort of largely holding firm. There's a lot of anxiety about what, about what happens in January. Um, I mean, even the World Cup coming the, at the end of the year, yeah, there's a sort of sense that, that 2022 is going to be all right one way or another, barring another shock. But the I think 2023 is, is people very worried, particularly about the first half. Um, you mentioned ad tech. I mean, if you think about areas that campaign is interested in, you know, we are interested in connected TV, uh, in retail media, pharmaceutical marketing not necessarily mm. such a big uh field in in the uk or europe but big in america and we have a medical marketing title there m m m so th- I mean, there's loads of if you like growth uh opportunities some of which are being driven by technology uh, and we, in fact many of them so i i'm a kind of optimist if you look back to march 2020 2020 uh it's been a terrible time, but actually the ad market has tended to perform better than expected uh, after that initial slump. Uh, but it does also feel a bit like a roller coaster, and it does feel like we could be going hitting another down, you know, bit where your your tummy ends up a bit near your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, let's end end on the fact that we always talk on this podcast about you know, the industry being back and networking and conferences and parties and we're talking to Fiero on about about exactly the same thing and, and exchange while drinks were yesterday and, and the toucan in Soho so how what's your feeling on the industry the ad industry is it back after the pandemic is, is everyone back again or there's still lingering impacts well I'm going to combine that answer with uh, you know more about what campaigns doing you, you know uh this this early this week we had the judging for a new set of awards called the Brand Leadership and Partnership Awards, and Carolyn McCall, the CEO of ITV, was the chair of judges, and she came along. And the the awards themselves are great because they are talking about leadership and partnership, two things that I think have risen to the fore in since COVID and are ongoing with the cost of living. You know, helping each other out. The on the journey to the judging. The traffic was really bad. The the tube, well, I've not, I cannot remember the tube being as packed as since you know March 2020. And I do wonder whether the cost of living crisis is, and and general insecurity is going to encourage people to go back to the office a bit more. Oh. And when I've been out in uh, Soho or Charlotte Street, uh, those kind of places on a Wednesday or Thursday night, I mean they are packed now. They are. Um, yeah, they are. I, I know I know people are are, are going to be short of money um, but there is a human instinct to want to go out and let go of the day and have a drink and have fun and I believe really strongly campaign has lots of events that we do during the year summits and things on all kinds of topics that the audience wants to be face to face and I um 
just a minor plug for another brand. Uh, I went to the Financial Times FT Weekend Festival in Kenwood. And, you you know, you just learn so much and you bump into people. And it's 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 not just serendipity of meeting people, but it's actually of ideas, things that you weren't expecting to, to hear or talk about pop into your mind. You know, I met someone there who was, runs an agency. He is going to one day a week only in the office and giving more flexibility. I said, I thought, yeah, that was quite a surprise. Yeah, no, no one's got an answer to the networking, but I believe sitting at home is not the best way to enjoy life or to build your career. That's oh. my my image. Uh, I always thought Gideon was chauffeured everywhere by campaign. <laughs> so the thought of him on the tube is just ruined that for me. Yeah. Right. Very good Wi-Fi on the tube. And um, <laughs> oh, I, 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 what can I say? Um, I your, your chauffeur was off sick that day. I would like I would like pedestrians to get uh, lots of space on the roads, but I also think uh, London is a very hard city to navigate now. It's so slow to. Uh, I mean, the tube is pretty good, but on, on the road it's so slow. But sorry, said so we're off topic here. We're going, well, we love traffic chat on the East West Media Thursday podcast. I love the Elizabeth line. I love the Elizabeth so, line. It's I amazing. I love it. I, it's called the Princess Line. It, well, it's not, but yeah, it is. I've heard you've been calling it the it's Princess, princess line. line. It's got a better ring to it. Oh, it's <laughs> just amazing. I told yeah. my kids, and they were so jealous. It's amazing. <laughs> We'll we'll talk later about why you should do more for your children. I think, Fee. But uh. anyway, that's the insight you get on it's always media Thursday. So, Gideon, look, we'll let you go. Thank you so much for joining us. I uh, can't wait to see what happens with Pod Pod. Uh, you are the most important journalist in the industry. So, thank you so much for giving us your time. And back to your chauffeur. So, that was Gideon. Can't wait to see what Pod Pod is. Uh, we're going to sort of be wrapping up now, but we do have one more strand in the show, which is what's on the desk. In our studio, there's a desk in front of us, and everyone that comes into the studio leaves little notes and stuff. So, let's start the strand strands with Fee from Catchfly. Fee, what's on the desk? Right, on the desk, right in front of me, and I've been trying really hard to ignore it, is Tits McGee. Thank you so much. That's the end of what's on the desk. <laughs> I, I think this might be week? a short feature. No, every week. I've added hairy to it. Hairy to it. Thanks, Fee. Thanks, Fee. <laughs> So, look, thank you so much, our amazing guest, Gideon from Campaign and Fee from Captify. Uh, we are back every week. We always say this, but we are committed to do this every week. Aren't we, Andy? Looking at Andy. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So that's it from us. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Have an amazing time in our wonderful industry. That's it from me, Justin Pierce, the editor. From... And me, Andy Oakes, the publisher. And from Fee Salmon from Captify. Bye. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a New Digital Age production. New Digital Age is part of the Blue Strike Group, the communications group for the digital industry. Please go to www.bluestripegroup.co.uk for more information.